Hey folks, we are back. I'm very excited to be joined by Jason Gren, Scott Kendall, Shay Seeger, the dream team for the elections initiative. What's up, fellas? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having us. Hi, Jeff. Jesus, you guys sound thrilled to be here. Didn't you guys just... <laughs> we're, we're, we're so low energy. We've, we've, uh, we've, we've maxed out uh, during this week. We've been uh, at our pinnacle. Didn't you guys and, just turn uh, in your, your, your uh, signatures? We did, man. I will tell you what. um, That is a lot of boxes. Forty-one thousand plus signatures. That is a lot of boxes. That is a lot of books. When did you start Uh, collecting? uh, October, end of Uh, uh, first week of November. Yeah, it was the end of October. You you guys had a deal where they said you couldn't do it. The 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 court right, and then but then the judge came in and or the division said you. Then the judge was like, "Nah, they can collect." The attorney general rejected it. Yeah, so we should have got our booklets in September. Attorney general rejected. We went to superior court. The court. Granted, overruled the Division of Elections and Attorney General, and I think we got off to the races like November 6th or 7th. Mm-hmm. Mr. Clarkson. Mr. Clarkson. I got to say, before we go on, uh, this is a pretty special podcast in one way. Scott Kendall, you were actually, you and Austin Baird were on the first ever Landmine podcast. We were, yeah. uh, You were still working, you were still Chief of Staff. Austin was Press Secretary. I think it was summer 18. Sounds right. Is that right? Maybe it was even before that, actually. I'm still waiting on that residual check, though. It hasn't come through. No, well, I haven't got anything either. So, <laughs> but, but I'll never forget that. I said, this is great. We were doing the po- Remember, I was in that downtown deal. First one, you just joked that I'm, I'm still getting figuring things out. It's been a couple of years with my right. equipment. But I said, this is so great. This podcast is awesome. And then I said, by the way, folks, if you're listening, if anybody ever wants to do a podcast, I'll do a podcast with anybody. And you said, wow, Jeff, I feel so special to be here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You'll do it with anyone, even even me twice. Am I am I the first two timer though? No, no, no. I've done. No, no, there's been quite a few two timers. Dang it! Yeah, right. sorry, buddy. You're, maybe you'll maybe you'll be the first three peat. If you're you, lucky, you can be the first like Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know, like yeah, first retire first, my jersey. Yeah, there it is. Speaking of that, you're wearing a, a very nice suit jacket, which appears to be. Um, is it a custom made? That is a custom. It looks custom made. I know it's custom made because you opened it, and there's a it's the li- the liner is fucking Seattle Seahawks. Like, it's, it's a custom liner. I don't screw around. When you've got an important court hearing and it's Blue Friday, you got you got to represent. There's no excuses. you got to go the whole way. Go Hawks. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you turned in the signature. You guys are doing this elections initiative. Uh, it's it's multi-part. It's, it's a new way to vote. Uh, it's also dealing with money. Talk about that dark money. And then there's one more thing, right? There's Open primaries. Okay. So... Let's first talk about where this came from and, and what's going on. You know why I, I've I've actually been a long time proponent. I'm a big I'll be honest. I'm a big fan of top two. I think that's pretty easy to understand. It's just like our mayoral race in Anchorage. You know it's a little different. There's a runoff, but but you know top two is is pretty simple. Top two go to the general. But your your guys is a little different, right? It's it's a, it's a ranked. It's a top two, top four, I guess, and then a ranked choice, right? Yeah, and you see, you've seen you've seen parts of this start being in, interacted uh, enacted in different parts of the country. Um, ranked choice voting has now got some good momentum in, in big cities and, and uh, states like Maine. Uh, open primaries is starting to get some more momentum. Uh, things like exposing dark money that's uh, popping up all over the place, and so. Um, I'll let Scott talk to this, but really, what we feel is is so important is putting this all in what one package where voters can go, yeah, this is going to reform, uh, you know, 
our, our elections as we know it, but really in a simple beneficial way for, for all voters. I mean, we really, we really see it as something that's not beneficial to, um, you know, a, a segment of voters or one party or anything like that, but really it's to the voters of Alaska. Well, the thing I um, do like about it is both parties seem to hate it, which makes me kind of excited. When both parties hate something. You're, you're not the first person to say that to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, I mean, they're, they're both not fans of it because it, they, they, it, 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 it essentially reduces their ability uh, to influence or have power over, over the outcomes. Correct? Yeah, I think that's, that's a fundamental aspect is when you let the parties act as gatekeepers to the ballot, inherently those public officials are beholden to the party. We think they should be, hold, be beholden straight to the people. And, and, you know, a lot of folks say... And I have a different feeling about this, but a lot of folks say, why does a state, you know, pay to run, you know, party primaries? And I, I agree with that sentiment, except I, I in no way trust the parties to, to, to choose because I've been to these. Me- you've all been to these meeting party, Republican, Democrat. It's, it's, it's people who t- I don't trust running uh, an election fairly, you know, just not, not even incompetence or, or not even maliciousness, just incompetence of having the ability to you know run something so big um, efficiently and, you know, well. You you uh, you hear that a lot actually from I've had that conversation with conservatives who who when you bring that up going hey if you want to have your own closed primary why don't you pay for it yourself you're you're a private entity you know it's not in the constitution that the the state will will uh, you know afford you the right to have your own primary do it yourself then and you get a lot of agreement from from conservatives even go okay well yeah that's a great point and so what we say is since the state since taxpayers are paying for it make it open to everyone make it open to everyone who's a registered voter i just don't trust vote. parties to be doing their own stuff when it's so open to um, you know just incompetence of one of them but you know maybe corruption or or maybe who's counting and who's do they have the money to buy the machines or do they have the people i mean now we struggle to find people to go watch the uh the booths or the voting stations you know they used to have people who did it for years or getting older younger folks aren't doing it so they're having a hard time finding people to actually go and sit at the you know polling stations yeah you know and here's the thing you know political parties are important they they're a way people express their will but they're private clubs and the they will still have the ability to get together, take their internal votes, go to those meetings that you know you and I have been to, Jeff. They can they can decide who to endorse. This this ballot measure doesn't in any way change what parties are about, their free speech rights, or any other right they have. So they if they have a preferred candidate, they can they can go endorse that candidate. This is about the fact that fifty six, fifty eight percent of Alaskans don't belong to either party and they don't want gatekeepers artificially abridging their choices. They want the ability to vote an entire primary ballot that has every candidate on it instead of being excluded from one or having a a ballot that has some candidates but not these other candidates. This is just about Alaskans choosing. So if this thing goes, how does it work? So there'll be a primary. It'll be one ballot, right? One ballot. All candidates for every office on one ballot. Okay, so let's just just say uh, hypothetically it's it's a house race and there's three people running um, for a house seat. There's a Democrat, a Republican, and an Independent. So what, how does that ballot look in the primary? All three of those candidates would be in one ballot. Uh, myself, Scott, you, regardless of our party That'd affiliate. That would be a good race. That would be. That would be fun. That would be a good That'd race. Be fun. Issues. I feel pretty good about where I am, I mean, on that one. We would get a lot of Do attention, you? I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, though? I, 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 I watched you set up the sound system here. I'm not sure your yeah, confidence I'm not, I'm is well-placed. I'm not, I'm not purporting to be the it, tech it, it expert. It depends on your part of town, I guess. No, so if, if all three of us... Um, Regardless of our party affiliation, we go to our our uh, our precinct to vote. We would all receive the same ballot. Right now, if you're a registered Republican or registered Democrat, you get 
separate ballot. You get a different ballot. Well, and, kind and, of and, because you because because you Democratic ba- Democratic ballots open. Right? Anybody can take that. They can, it, it, but but the the interesting thing is they have to choose one or the you, other. You can only take one, correct? Right. So so say you want to support a Republican for U.S. Senator in the primary, but there is a there is a Democrat for whatever reason you really want to support in the House race. That primary ballot doesn't exist. You have to choose. And I've always yeah. said, I think it's dumb to have two, because you know we had the District Forty deal a long time. Remember that? I do remember yeah. that. You remember that, yeah. right? I mean, you, of course you remember that. So, um, but 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 tell me, I think. Isn't a top two so much better? That does. I mean, isn't it maybe easier? You have three or four or five people, and then the top two, it's so intuitive. Go to the general. And your thing, it's it's top four, right? Well, it is because you need to have a full discussion of all the issues and all the positions. I don't think. I mean, you and I, I don't think Alaskans. The Alaskan political spectrum does not divide up into two neat boxes. I think you'd agree with that. There are Republicans of two or three different types. There are Democrats of a couple different types. Mm-hmm. There's a strong independent streak. There's a libertarian streak. We think that, that top four is the beauty of that is you're going to have a full discussion of all the issues because you're going to have someone speaking from every perspective. Whereas if you just had these two people over here, a whole wing of the electorate might feel excluded from that. So in our hypothetical us, us three are running. We all are going to go to the general, right? Yeah, three congratulations. Us, you win. We're all there. So now if it's five people or six people in the primary, uh, only the top four will go to the general. Is that correct? Correct. But that, that's not a ranked choice vote. That's just a regular... That's just a regular straight up the top four go. Okay. Now what happens in the general? Let's say in our hypothetical, there's us three. It's a general. Sorry, Shay. We only have three mics. I feel bad about. Weigh in here a little bit, Shay. Say hi. Shay keeps so, Shay sorry, keeps but... going. Yep. Yep. No, correct, I feel correct. really good with what's been said so far. So yeah, Shay's you know, the campaign. He's kind of the uh, he's the uh, Soviet kind of minder figure. Just, he's he's watching. Here, he's I'm here for moral support. You know. So sorry, we don't have a fourth mic, buddy. Hey, that's fine. I feel bad about that. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so Jeff, you're right. So in the in the general now, us three, uh, we we moved on from the primary. Uh, when we show up on the general election day, uh, we would rank. Our candidates one two three, or you you know what you can say I don't like this ranked choice voting I only have one person I want to uh, support I'm only going to vote for one person your 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 ballot still counts there, there, it does it's mm-hmm. not incomplete it's not thrown out anything like that and the ranked procedure ranking something one two three I mean we do it every day in our lives when we either go shopping or online and we're voting or we you know you want to you have you have a party and you're you're picking out pizza for everybody. You kind of, you know, uh, I'm, you know I'm choosing which vodka to drink or that, uh, whatever it may be. I mean, it's it, the the Scott's process like, is oh, the, pro- <laughs> the process is pretty simplistic. I mean, ranking ranking something one, two, three. Uh, you know, people or, talk about abuse or people talk about you know gaming the system. You know, and there's 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 people who want to be sneaky and tricky in any election, right? That's that's inherent in and in sometimes how people want to do. And and we're taking people at their best. And Alaskans saying, you know, we're, we're going to treat this in a way that we are respectful and we say people's vote is very important to them. They're not going to try to be tricky or, or game the system. They're going to they're going to rank people as they see fit. Where I, where I get I don't want to say confused because I do understand it because I've I've spent a lot, lot a lot of time understanding it and learning it. But it's it's a little bit difficult for, I think, the average person to kind of understand. So you vote one, two, three. Right. If nobody gets 50 point plus one. OK, you take the third person's. Number three, you take their votes, right? They're the second, uh, the second most. I guess the, the the people who made made them second choice 
those get redistributed, right? This, there's their their second choice votes get redistributed. Is yeah. That correct? So 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 going back to your hypothetical, there's four people on the ballot, and you rank your 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 top. You rank them in order. Now, one, well, 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 we're going to put Shay and we're going to put Shay in. Our Shay's in the election. election. We're yeah. Gonna, so he's you, Shay's, you, Congratulations, Shay. It's us four. We are on the general. But but my condolences because you're in last place. So Shay's in fourth place. Sorry, Shay. So Shay is eliminated because none of us got fifty percent. And everyone who ranked Shay number one has their vote allocated to their second place choice. And then those votes are redistributed. And so, you know, who, whoever was their second choice, those votes are reallocated. So you don't end up in a situation like we have now where someone can win a general 34%. election. 34%, 38%. We don't have that, that problem anymore. And what you end up with is people who are representative of 60, 65% of the electorate rather than someone who can on some narrow, divisive issue, cajole, trick their way into office. So no matter what, in, in this ranked scenario, no matter what, the winner will have at least 50%, 50 plus 1% of the vote. They'll have majority support. You, 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 you have to. Right. You have to. To. And, and I think one of the great things about it is, you know, if I wanted to vote for Shea, and he's my, my number one choice, but as a fourth party candidate... Uh, we know how hard it is sometimes for some, you know, Shay's not going to get the support. I know, you know, the polls say or the feeling is that he's going to lose, but he's still my number one guy. Thanks, Jason. Uh, I can vote. Sh- Sh- Shay's in this scenario is Alaska Independence Party. There we go. And I go, <laughs> I you know, Shay and I talked and I like his platform and, and I'm going to vote for him. But you know what? I know he's going to lose, but I'm still going to I still want to support him and show that my second place vote, though, is is very important as well to the rest of the other candidates. And so that forces the candidates to also engage with me as a, as a non-affiliated voter. It also eliminates or, or at least decreases, um, you know, some of the, a lot of the test tests show that um, it eliminates that, so, and that, I, that mudslinging because now you're actually, because when you, when you go to the door and something goes bad, um, you don't want to say, Hey, you know, fuck you, <laughs> you know, because, because they might actually, you might need their vote. If, Second if, vote or third. If I'm if I'm a Republican going door to door, and I end up talking to a Democrat door to door, usually you'd go, well, never mind. This guy's no way he's going to vote for me. But what if what if you, uh, you know, is moderate as a moderate voter, you might give me that second place vote. That's that's incredibly important in ranked choice. This voting. is how I'm and, just I just yeah. I'm about to finish. Um, team of rivals. This is how Abraham Lincoln got the nomination. Did you know that? He convinced in 1860 at the at the convention. He convinced he was never going to win. Seward was the guy. There was Bates and Chase, right? He convinced a majority of delegates, don't vote for me first. That's fine. Make me your second choice. That's what Abraham Lincoln did. That's how he got the freaking nomination. Do you know that? And I, I Fun fact for the day. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm yeah. giving you guys no, some, great. Yeah, giving great. you guys something here. Yeah. I think it's important to also say, like, to talk about the experience of the voter at the ballot box, the only thing that changes for, for the people at the ballot box is that instead of filling out one bubble, they're going to fill out four or three or however many up to four candidates there are in the general. So how does it look? Is it, is it bubble, 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 and you, you fill in the first, second, third? You don't, you don't put one, two, three, four. Right? You, the, there's cor- kind of like a test when you're a kid. There's a, the corresponding bubbles and then one, two, three, four. Yeah, right? the division of elections will design the ballots, but what they typically look like is you'll have four columns and they'll just have the number one, two, three, four in them and you'll fill them out in order of preference. So what if you go like one, 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 one? I mean, I guess there's, I guess I mean, now you can fill in multiple bubbles too, right? So right, you fill in multiple bubbles, you get a spoiled ballot, but that's the truth right now. Yeah, you vote for more than one candidate. And, and, and I, you know, sometimes when you explain ranked choice voting, 
when you hear it, sometimes it is it sounds complicated or what happens to a ballot. Uh, Maine, who as a state has uh, implemented ranked choice uh, voting, they did uh, polling afterwards, talking to voters about their experience, incredibly high rates of satisfaction yep. and also well, understanding. And they had a, a less than less than a tenth. Of the ballots, I think, were spoiled. So people were filling them out in the correct way. My, 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 and so I think my, my, in, in when people want to scare about, oh, it's too confusing or you're going to spoil your own ballot, I mean, the, everything shows that that not to be the case. Pe- my, you know, my, voters my, are smart and they're, they're – I mean, we, we trust them to, to fill them out correctly. You know, my, my, my issue has always been – I've just I've always preferred top two because it's so intuitive and we already do top two. For example, the mayoral race, you know, we, it's kind of a little bit different because it's if you get 45, then you win. But it's essentially the same thing. You got three or four or five people, and if nobody gets 45, they go to the general. The, the thing with the ranked choice, it just it just seems like a little bit um, difficult to – you have to really spend time understand studying it to really understand it. It's kind of a little bit hard to – that's been my only – kind of issue with it is it's, it's a little bit hard to explain. Well, think about it this way, Jeff. If the four of us are going out to dinner and we go to Spinard Roadhouse and you sit down and you're like, okay, great. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting bourbon. I'm, I'm getting bourbon. No. And they're like, and they, and the, you say, you want the steak. I want the steak. The waitress comes back, she says, I'm at a steak. Do you go, okay, well, I'd like the chicken. Or do you say, oh, never mind then. Damn it. I guess Jason gets to order for me. Jason, you decide what I'm going to eat. You don't, you, you, people, make their first and second choice in regular life every day all the time and it keeps people engaged another important kind of feature of both the open primary and the ranked choice together is it one thing you've seen when there's open primaries turnout goes way up right now i think we'd all agree mathematically turnout in primary elections in alaska is when, when i ran in 16 i was uh i think it was a 15 percent turnout, and that was kind of high so 15 percent turnout <laughs> for so, that for that election. so think about that for a second 15 percent turnout so Effectively, 8% of the voters in that district decide, for all intents and purposes, who wins that race. Is that a good model? Where, where, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't win, so it's a bad right, model. Right, it's a bad model. You, <laughs> if you I won, it. maybe I'd say it's a good... <laughs> right, so, so, so people are engaged because everyone's getting one ballot and their vote matters. Same with the ranked choice. Even if you support Shea over here, Shea... Independence Party. Alaska Independence Party has no chance, but I'm passionate about his candidacy. I get to go... I get to go vote for him, so I'm showing up, and maybe I'm he doesn't have a chance. So my second or my third choice goes through, but more voters are turning out under both regimes. I think I, every I guess, time I guess, I've, every time I've seen a horrible or an an, an aberrant election outcome, it's because, been because of low turnout. That's a good word. Low, yeah, thank you. A low turnout election can lead to outcomes that don't represent the populace, and I think we'd all agree. If 90% of Alaskans could be convinced to show up to every election, we'd have better outcomes, more representative outcomes mm-hmm. at least. I guess just my, my only really issue or the only place I kind of struggle to understand or maybe that the public might have a hard time understanding is, is, is the redistribution of the votes if nobody gets 50%. So, so the, the last place person, their second – how does it – so that that ballot is still like alive, right? Yes. It's not. Okay, it's, you know, Shea has been eliminated though because he is in last place. So, and and what what RCV does is take his votes, his ballots, who where he got that first place ranking, and then it goes, okay, who who ranked Shea second, and then we distribute those ballots to our us three, and that in a lot of times would push someone over fifty percent. And if it doesn't, mm-hmm. it happens again. Let's say I got third place. Wait, it's not who ranked Shea. Uh, it's not who ranked Shea second. It's who. Who, who on those ballots are second? Are the second choice. Are the second yeah. choice. Okay, right. so, 
Okay, so that makes it a little bit yeah, easier. To so I, and I would say, you know, for us, you know, you said, well, you know, Alaskans need to be educated and stuff. And, and really, that's our charge for the next 10 months is to it's get out. Doing the podcast. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, for us, it, we kind of now pivot to go, how do we engage with Alaskans and show them, walk them through this model? Because it is, it is a, a paradigm shift in how you vote. I think the, the, the way that I uh, watched it, it seems to be the kind of the model for showing it is uh, you, you have like five colors. Have you seen those videos? There's yeah. five colors. You pick your favorite: yellow, you know, one, two, black, three, whatever. And then they kind of that, that's the way. And then they peel off the color. Okay, who's not? And they redistribute. So that seems to be the way that I've seen as kind of the way to just demonstrate it. I best. mean, it's it's as simple as asking each voter the question. And Jason made a really good point at the start. You want to go vote the way you vote now? Vote for one person. Walk. Away. Your vote will still count the same way. It asks every voter the question: Okay, if your gal or guy is not going to win, do you want a chance to support someone else? I mean, it's really that simple. Or flip it on its head say there are four four candidates running and you don't really feel all that passionate about any of, you don't really like any of them but there's one person you think cannot win it's three chances to vote against that person but it's asking that question of you if your person cannot win do you want the chance to vote support someone else because everyone's vote regardless of people saying it's confusing it's this it's that everyone's vote counts one time and one time only Mm-hmm. And I guess it also uh, it, it eliminates the spoiler. I mean, your race. I mean, I'd, I'd bring it up. You know, you it was three people. You were the incumbent. There was Sir Rasmussen ended up winning, but Dustin Darden got about what ten percent, right? Yeah, you know, it's, it, when people bring it up, uh, my race, both of my races were actually three way races. Uh, my my first time I That's ran right. in two thousand sixteen, um, I ended up winning. And and you could make the argument, and I haven't really looked into the math. You could make the argument that. If you had ranked choice voting my first race, I, I probably would have lost because those those Dustin Darden votes, uh, something a little more conservative, probably would have gone to the Republican incumbent. Whereas I won with 45 percent, not a majority of the district. And then I run again, same way uh, and three way race. And uh, the winner, Sarah Rasmussen, doesn't get a majority of the votes uh, because you would argue. Most people would that the Democrat vote probably would have gone to me. So it could have it could have helped you in one scenario, but it could have hurt you in another. Exactly. Scenario. And but again, you, what you what you're aiming for is for voters to feel that the person who won is, is both a, has the majority support of the district is is you know if we call we call districts blue or red or purple you you want them to be representative of that type of that 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 feeling of the district and ranked choice voting helps helps support that so what about let's talk about the scenario in a super let's talk about a super blue downtown anchorage okay let's talk about a super red you know uh you know part of what's david eastman's district okay democrats never going to represent that district you know in the valley you know republicans never going to represent downtown anchorage almost unless something crazy happens right so so what happens in those scenarios so um the primary uh you could have two or three democrats on the in the general um, and you could have two or three Republicans in the general in the Valley. Situ- so, so then the, cause right now, you know, you have the primary, they fight it out. And then, and o- oftentimes they're pretty much, a, it's a kind of a, a shoe in to win the general, right? Right. That low turnout primary electorate basically decides the general for you because you know, um, representative fields district, for example, that district will always go democratic or under the current scenario, it will mm-hmm. always go democratic uh, way you describe, which I think is accurate is, out of that top four primary, you might get three Democrats and a Republican going on to the general election. Now, through the course of elimination, the person in fourth place is going to get eliminated and the votes are going to consolidate. Now, likely 
one of those Democrats is probably still going to win. It's a very Democratic district, right? But what you're going to get is the most unifying candidate, the candidate that makes the case to the supporters of all their opponents that I understand you support this person, but I share a lot of values with that person. I'm not going to talk bad about that person. I'm about building solutions for Alaska. That's going to be the kind of candidate that collects and aggregates those votes to get the 50 plus one, not the candidate that engages in divisive rhetoric and not uh, the situation we just talked about with the spoiler effect of, I mean, you could you could take any house race in the state. I think, I mean, Jeff, you, you've got enough experience in these things to realize someone with enough resources could find, call it a puppet candidate to disrupt it any one of these house races they could put someone in you could play games sure yeah sure and you could disrupt any election and is that a system that the most important things in our lives the government the functioning of our government and that's how we run them or should we have something that runs more like the way we make decisions in our own life mm-hmm. which you know the, the restaurant analogy is a it's sort of a um it's maybe perhaps too trivial but say you wanted to buy a certain house because you really want your kids to go to that school well, your offer wasn't accepted. You don't get that house. Do you now live on the street? No, you, you you look down the street and you say, well, this house is also nice. People take their second choice all the time and every day. And if what we're talking about is moving towards a mean where 60 to 65% of the electorate could feel well represented by this person rather than the 39 or 42% of who, who voted in a first past the post system like we now have, I think that's just a... That's a better way to make our decisions. It's a revolutionary change, but I have yet to hear an argument that can explain how this is not a better system for selecting well, people who represent us. So you guys turn in the signatures, uh, they're going to review them, and then there's some some timing, or I mean, what will yeah, be in so, the primary or the general? Well, they have 60 it's days. It's kind of funny because you vote on this thing in the old system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, ballot com- measures are always still yes or no. So right, yeah. But I, I don't you want to completely, you want to change everything we're doing with, yeah, on, on a ballot that's going to just yes or no. Yeah, funny. Um, what this, so the Division of Elections tells us we have 60, they have 60 days to verify the signatures. Um, in those 60 days, whenever they're done verifying those, um, they will they will tell us, uh, yes, you've, you've passed the threshold. And How uh, many did you need? Twenty-eight thousand and some change. You got forty-one. We got 40, 41,000. Feel pretty good about that. Yeah, we do. You know, um, and from all over the state of Alaska, which is a goal of ours, is as uh, you know, a group that is going to um, you know impact um, you know all voters of Alaska. You know, this isn't a coastal you know uh, debate. This isn't an urban debate. This is uh, in the entire state of Alaska. So it was important for us to be able to to say that we were you know reaching out to all Alaskans, uh, regardless of you know how how hard it might or how how cold it might be so, in that area at the back, so, at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking cold right it's now, man. It's cold. <laughs> Damn. Um, so who do you, like, what do you, what do you anticipate the opposition being? I mean, do you some kind of coalition of the Democratic Party and the Republican Party? Or, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything yet really at all from either side as far as... You know, I, I'd say, I mean, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. I... I um... I don't, you know, I don't know. And, and maybe, you know, uh, Scott or Shay can kind of speak to it. You know, you, any, anytime you're going to disrupt kind of the status quo and change that, people are going to want to defend what's working for them. And if, if uh, party, you know, party leaders feel like something's working for them, of course they don't want to change. So, so and, far, and, there's been no group pop, that popped no, up. No, officially, there's no group that's organized that's, that's raising funds. Um, you know, there's no opposition like that. Obviously, um, you know, you've seen some maybe some op-eds or some Facebook social media posts about why this is... Uh, you know, this is a scam by liberals or this isn't going to work for 
for Democrats because of the math or something. Again, for us, I think all of, you know, me, Scott and Shay and, and volunteers and people who are donating, um, it's it's really about just bringing that that power and bringing that voice back to voters, regardless of party affiliation. Scott mentioned that the high number that we have are one of, I think, eight or nine states that have uh, a majority of our voters don't uh, affiliate with a party. And that's amazing. You know, 56, 57, 58 percent of Alaskans don't associate with a party. Sometimes that's you know, it, it means nothing. You know, I, um, you know, uh, it's, you funny, can, it's funny I, because when I when I knock on doors, it's so funny when I ran, you have the voter files, so you have the most updated. And it was so funny how sometimes people would say, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not. You're undeclared. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a good point at which I should say on record, I, Shay Siegert, am a nonpartisan voter and not an Alaska Independence Party, as that scenario <laughs> said before. Uh, I am a nonpartisan voter. But, um, you know, I think, it, I think in terms of opposition, um, we're going to plan for opposition. But right now we're seeing people who have the system as we have it right now figured out, coming out against us. Um, and we're just going to keep on saying our message, which is giving power back to your voice and your vote. Um, as as campaign manager, I mean, could you imagine a potential Republican Party, Democratic Party alliance coalition to I mean, that would be like the dream Let, scenario. Be, that'd be fun. Let's <laughs> like, say this. I, I could a, just I, my mind's going crazy about the messaging as a former legislative staffer. I don't see that happening. Um, but as a campaign manager, maybe, um, no. and we'll cross that bridge when it comes. It is interesting. You know, I, I mean, um, 2002, the, the Alaskan Republican party officially endorsed, uh, ranked choice voting. Yeah. So I saw the op-ed uh, they talked about that. Yeah. Um, you know, so at some point in, in the party's history, you know, it's, you know, relatively, you know, recent history, they felt that ranked choice voting had benefits for voters, had benefits for Alaskans. I don't think that's changed their rationale, um, that their resolution, defending ranked choice voting and supporting it i don't think the benefits have changed and in fact i so think so was that a ballot proposition back then or was that a it was yeah in the 2002 election i think and um it... but i've got the same experience i think jason has i think shay has which is i've got good democratic friends and good republican friends and they're many of them are on both sides of it and it has nothing to do with how conservative they are or how liberal they are some of them just see this is a better way to make our decisions, well, a better one, way to run government. One argument I've heard you, you touched on is some, I think some Democrats I've talked to feel like this, this is a disadvantage to them um, through, in some, some districts or some, some elections. But then the, the Republican um, response tends to be it's a liberal plot <laughs> you know, to, to maybe undermine. That, maybe we're in the sweet spot then, right, if we're taking rocks from So, yeah, I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen both. Um, I mean, I will say this, and I've been a Republican many years. I think you are too, Jeff. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, uh, run twice as a Republican. Will this reduce comparatively the power of the parties to control who their candidates are? It absolutely will. Um, as a Republican, um, and I, you know, I support the party in many things, not all things, but I think most Alaskans, whether member of a party or not, bear allegiance to Alaska above the party. Would they care whether a particular party won an election or would they care whether the state is doing well, whether the state's yeah, I mean, functional? I, I think you have, I don't know, 10 or 15% on, on the, each side that are hardcore party people. Maybe let's call it 15, right? Well, that, that, you know, that leaves 70% of people who aren't hardcore party people, which is a lot. Even if it was, you know, definitely the majority of people are not yeah, party I, 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 attending, meeting people. You know, you've, you've been in those meetings. It's a very kind of small group of folks that are... 
the hardcore party people. You no, know, Jeff, as, as a candidate, you know, you went door to door to talk to people. I went door to door to talk to people. And, I went door to door with you. Remember you did. That? Oh, that was one of we the all time great stories. We did door to door. You and, love the story. And, and if, you, if you go back and watch it, you can, it's still up. We went door to door. It was kind of chilly. And we knocked for a couple hours and we get in the car and I go, let's do a Facebook live. And like, t- like, cause we had some really good conversation. One guy was new and he was new about you. And you know, the one guy we, we talked to several, we have great stories. So I just, this is a great time. Let's do a Facebook live. He's like, okay. So, so, so I started the Facebook live. If you go back and watch it, he looks fucking horrified. He's like, Yep, yep, and he's like, he looks so like he's like, what's he? It was actually a good Facebook live. No, it was. His it was, face it was, a little, was like yeah. fear. It's like, like how many votes am I going to lose on this, and how many votes am I going to gain on this? I have no idea. You know, off the cuff with Jeff Landfield. You know, in October, it was, it was the October surprise that was going to happen. It was, no, you were saying but, about door to door, though. No, I mean, but but that door to door experience when you talk to people, you're right. Fifteen percent people. You know, let's just call it that number um, on both sides who are are very loyal. Uh, no matter who you are, they're loyal to that party because of that platform. That's what they believe in. No, no matter who you are or what you're doing, that's that's yeah. what they want to get to. But then a lot of people, you can talk to them and you can find common ground regardless of party affiliation. You can because they're they're looking for solutions. They're looking for good things to happen, especially out of Juno. And I'd say in the last you know six to eight years, it, that voter, uh, that the the miserable voter who just doesn't believe good things can happen out of Juno that. That's increased. And I think with this, this gives more power to a voter to go, okay, I trust this guy. And if he doesn't win, I do feel that I was empowered to vote for the second place person in my, in, you know, uh, in my ranking. And if they end up going, maybe I'm pretty happy. As opposed to a binary choice that says I have to vote for either a far left or a far right person. Maybe that's not me. And I'm going to be upset probably either way who ends up going. So from a, from a candidate perspective, from a voter perspective, this aligns uh, values this aligns hopefully candidates who are who are focused on the voter and focused on the issues as opposed to whatever the you know mm-hmm. a, a party platform and I think you're seeing it right now uh, you know Scott mentioned there's probably a couple uh, a couple factions within each party right now and what this does is really just is focused more on the voters and and you know I was a, I was a registered Republican for 18 years as soon as I could register to vote I was registered Republican and I found out when I was an independent you know not really paying attention that I had to pick a ballot that didn't that didn't seem right to me or if I wanted to vote left and right or both on the same ballot that was strange not to be able to do that and so I think again these are these are some common sense ways that we're just we're focused solely on making sure that voters in Alaska feel empowered that they feel that their voice is heard and it gives them the power uh, ultimately to make the best decisions uh, let's talk a little bit about the other um, element the uh, the dark money which uh, which I hate I mean I, I I always said you know spend the money you want to spend the money great but you know, be transparent about it and disclose where it's coming. I, mean, I ran the, you know, uh, revac pack, and and the Mel Gillis guy put the, but nobody nobody ever wondered where the money came. You know, it was very right. Here's the money. Here's the thirty thousand. It wasn't you know this book dark money I read by Jane Mayer. I mean, if you've read that or not, but it's it's pretty scary how much money gets spent that really nobody has any kind of idea where it comes from. Yeah, and and we've seen that in 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 recent elections, probably the last three election cycles in Alaska where the outside money spent has actually been more than the candidates raise. So these shadow campaigns are run, and what you, what you hear is, well, this group was formed, and it's called Alaskans for Truth and Justice, and they got their money from an outside group called Americans for Truth and Justice, and we really don't know where the money came from, right? We don't know that someone didn't give $5 million to that group and, and tell the group, send that $5 million to Alaska. This, 
this part of the ballot measure breaks all that up. It says if you're going to spend money in our elections, the moment your money hits the border of Alaska, you're going to attach a donor to that money, whether they inherited it, earned it, if it's a company, whether they produced the money, it cannot be essentially what we've got going on is it's a system of money laundering in a sense. The money is not illegal per se because it hasn't been necessarily generated out of a criminal enterprise. But when the Citizens United decision came through that allows unlimited spending in candidate elections, one of the premises of that decision, whether you agree with it or not, was that disclosure will be the disinfectant that cures any problems with this. If you can track the dollar back to the person or entity that is trying to influence your vote, then you can make a decision on whether you believe that speech or not. But that system's broken because right now I could, I, Scott Kendall could go write a check for $5 million to the American Chamber of Commerce. The American Chamber of Commerce could write a check back to an Alaska based PAC. No one would ever know I sent that money because that's how the disclosure works. Yeah. And there, there's two more things that are important to touch on here. If you want an example of what this looks like in the future, um, if this passes, look at our APOC reports. We're reporting exactly how we want it to be reported in the future with this dark money. And if if when we bring money into the light and we show people everything, I think it gets everyone more involved and they get they understand where the money is coming from once it comes into our state from outside. The other thing is, is that this is a nonpartisan issue. I mean, money comes in from either side, helping either party, and we don't know where it comes from. I've heard in, in the past that, oh, this is, you know, a Republican issue or, oh, this is a Democrat issue. No, this is nonpartisan. The money's nonpartisan and it goes to both parties. So we want to know when it, where it comes from and we want the Alaska people to know where so, it yeah, comes I mean, from. Th- this one's pretty, I'd say, straightforward. I, I can't imagine somebody would... I know some people would be against this because the people who were, you know, don't want the money tracked or traced. But this one seems pretty kind of. Yeah, I'd say to the most public, people I could see not being against this. Guy on the street, when you kind of explain what Scott kind of said, you know, here's this dark money. People go, yeah, that's not right. I don't want that in my elections. And so for us to say, um, you know, look, we can't limit the money. If someone wants to write that five million dollar check, you know, Godspeed. Yeah, you're doing good you're luck. Doing, yeah, you're hey, doing yeah, good, hey, Scott, hey, Kendall is, yeah, he's been busy. Um, you want to buy an ad in the landline? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if someone wants to write that... As long as my name's not on it. You know, <laughs> you know, right now we don't know. All we're saying is, as voters, as Alaskans, we have the right to know and we want to know. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to limit that money and, and we can't. What? But what we're saying is, just, let's just expose that so that voters, again, more information, more power, uh, that, that helps them be a better voter. What is the... And maybe you don't know the answer to this. Maybe nobody does. What, what is the enforcement mechanism there? Is it APOC? Is it... It runs through APOC. So APOC, you know, they'd have a disclosure requirement. They can, they can fine, they can do a cease and desist. They can do $500 a day fines. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it is uh, enforced through the existing mechanism. And and Scott might be able to speak the actual process on the initiative for those who are listening to this, trying to learn more about the initiative. I believe it's a donation that's over $2,000 has to be reported within 24 hours. Yeah, oh, that's, that's just so, like the uh, well. It's, no, and it's an, the IE thing I ran. I think it was a ten day. Every every expenditure you had to or you had, yeah, to, you had to show within ten days. We're tightening that up to say, look, if you're going to spend big money, you're anyone who writes a two thousand dollar check, they're a sophisticated operator, presumably. We're going to say we're going to hold mm-hmm. you to a higher standard. <laughs> Not always. They, they should be, <laughs> and they're going to we're going to hold them to that standard of if you're trying to dump a bunch of money in late in an election, the the 
the public's going to know about that within 24 hours because uh, you know it goes well, back and, to, and they, they have that now too the 24-hour reports and the seven right, day out right, you know right. they, they make you kind of you know show it, it goes back to that theme um because the alaska constitution itself and i'm i'm going to forget the citation but article article one section two or article two section two the founding principle of the alaska constitution is all power is inherent to the people all power comes from the people so the underlying the underlying thrust of this entire ballot measure is more choices for the people more and better information it's i mean it's really if you want to boil it down it's that simple if you ask the average alaskan would you want to know more information about who's trying to who's trying to influence your vote they'd say yes if you ask the average alaskan would you like the option of supporting a different candidate as you go through your ballot they'd probably say yes and if they say no they can vote for one person anyway and would you ask the average alaskan do you think would you like to vote for every single candidate on one ballot in the primary election? They'd say yes. It's just more choices. It doesn't have to change anyone's voting behavior. Anyone who wants to be a party line voter can pick up that ballot and vote well, straight Republicans on the primary. They can vote Republic. They can vote for one and only one candidate in the general. What are the what are the what are the what's the party affiliation? Because I know in California they did this and they had a problem. They were sued and you couldn't say the parties didn't want to have an affiliation by four. So. Now it says like Republican affiliated or Democratic affiliated or, you know, fucking fair, you know, like tooth fairy. If it, you can you can't put Republican Party, you put affiliated. Right. What, what happens in this? Because that was a court case that happened that right. made, so, made them made them change how they uh, mark the affiliation. So I can I'll go down the um, briefly down the legal rabbit rabbit hole with you. So there's there's two kinds of open primary. There's a blanket primary. And there's a true open primary. What we propose is a true open primary where we don't we select the top four people regardless of party. We do not select the official Republican candidate, official Democratic candidate. There might be two Republicans. Right, right but, but what did, will it say? Will it say Jeff Landfield Republican or will it say Jeff Landfield? The or, candidates or will it say Republican the, affiliated. The candidates can choose how to identify themselves as Republican affiliated, nonpartisan, undeclared. Okay. But none of them, importantly, will be the official party candidate. That's the old blanket primary system that got thrown out where. They put everyone on one ballot. Does it say this? So it says the same affiliate, the same thing as on the general. If you, one of the four, does it say the same thing? Correct. And okay. it'll, you know, the ultimate exact design of the the ballots will be up to the division of elections within reason. Because there's some funny ones in California. I mean, there's like unicorn affiliated. I mean, if you're these stories, there's some people are kind of joke 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 candidates, and they put really funny affiliate. You know, it's kind of. If you read the article, are you announcing a new platform right here? Maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. I'll do whatever I got to do. But 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 it, but to go I'll back, do, I'll do Jeff Landfield affiliate. But to go back to the point, the the open the, the blanket primary that got thrown out in court was because you were allowing voters of every stripe to pick the official party candidate for a party, and this this system does not do that. It's it's a this system of a pure open primary has been approved by the Supreme Court as the candidates can identify themselves however they want, as long as you're not picking the official party candidate. So so, so there's no um, list of you have to pick something like you can just say whatever you want, right? No, I think, as far as your affili- I, affiliation or what you're affiliated with, you can choose any of the recognized parties or to be unaffiliated or nonpartisan. But you can't put like like unicorn affiliated. I, or? I don't believe you can put unicorn Damn. affiliated. We can run that ballot Is, measure in two check more it out. years, Jeff. So uh, there's one more thing. There's the, the the voting. There's the dark money. Isn't there one more element to it? Or well, it's, yeah, it's it's spring choice voting. Open primaries and the exposure of dark money. That's kind okay. of the, that's the three pronged uh, changes that that are you know people keep talking how long the the official um, you know initiative language is, but but it boils down to those three those three changes. So Shay, you just uh, started as a campaign manager pretty recently, right? I did January third. 
So you're no longer a legislative staffer? I am not. I'm going to miss you in Juneau, buddy. I'm going down I'm there. I'm going to miss you, too. I should be down there a few times, though. But, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a fun change. Um, I really enjoyed my last boss, um, Representative Gary Knopp. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that guy. He's, he's did, an amazing we did, we, person. We had a great podcast. We did the podcast... Uh, in that limbo phase mm-hmm. of, of no organization. Yeah, that was, was a limbo phase for many, um, yes. for me. And uh, no, I I enjoyed working for him. He's one of my biggest role models, um, and he's been a great legislator. I got to work on his 2016 campaign, um, went down to the Kenai and, and knocked a bunch of doors and hung on the outside of his truck as he would stop and let me run up to a door so I could lit drop it or both of us would get out and run up because they're about a mile apart in some areas. Some of those, districts. yeah, it's, it's, different districts have way different you know, makeups. No, yeah. no, thank you. It's funny, I saw him I, I saw him a couple of days ago at the LIO for that uh, AGDC thing, but we were outside talking and it's a funny story. I, I saw him one time at Viking with Representative Stutes. They were having a drink and you know, doing some pull tabs and they were going partners and eventually he's like yeah i'm you know i'm done right so she, she does 20 more 500 winner <laughs> he goes damn it i'll never forget that it was awesome uh well i think appreciate you guys coming in i mean this is good i've learned a lot i think the, the listeners are going to learn a lot and um what's i mean going forward there's going to be more information out there i assume there's going to be Whole campaign. Well, um, you know, we have one uh, other hurdle, and Scott can talk to that. But the uh, the Supreme Court uh, uh, appeal, the appeal to the Supreme Court is coming up next month. Um, there's a process behind that. But for us, for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, the campaign marches on. We've turned in our signatures. Uh, we're assuming that we will uh, be recognized as submitting enough signatures to be on the ballot. And for us, it starts the, the conversations, talking to Alaskans, talking to going on podcasts, going on, you know, an information uh, campaign that explains the benefits. You know, you're right. You know, ranked choice voting, it, since it's such a paradigm shift, it, it, people have to kind of stop and think. And sometimes that's what's scary is going, you know, I, I've got so much in my life already. I don't have to now have to think about how to re-vote and do stuff. It's, it's not complex. Let me give you an idea. Yeah. I'm willing to help out with this if you want. We will have ranked choice uh, kind of events where we, we go to a bar and we do a bunch of beers or a bunch of vodkas or a bunch of whiskeys, right? And we bring people in and, you know, you get a free drink if you, do the, if you participate. It's it's a how about inc- that? It's incredibly effective way to kind of have people actually do it themselves. You see this in all over uh, the cities and, and and Maine and people who have done ranked choice voting. They have a big cookie off. You know, come hundreds of people rank. You know, have the cookie and then rank it one two three four. Um, or you know, go to a brewery and, and rank your your favorite yeah, no, beers. I'm, 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 no, I mean I'm in, but it's got to be like alcohol related. It's it's, it's, my, it's one, uh, it's one of those things. Spot. It's it's such a visual kind of learning experience. If you can see it done and you can you can be a part of actually doing it. You all of a sudden go, wow! I get it, and I like it. Maybe, I mean, it's, maybe, it's incredible maybe, what happens when people start learning maybe, about it. Maybe uh, even some mock, shift. some mock elections. Us four got you know we'll be our we'll be in our actual hypothetical. We'll make it a real mock election. We'll do a little. We'll do some speeches. We'll we'll have a little debate, and then we'll have those folks vote. Yeah, we've we've had some talk about going around to maybe a couple of the breweries or distilleries and ha- no, I mean, I, fun I, like that. I, I mean, would, it's a great. I mean, I was joking, but I'm serious. I mean, you have no. you have ten beers. You vote to your one through ten, or maybe maybe make it five. I like how you start with ten. 
Well, be- yeah, maybe we need to go uh, four, let's top go, four. Let's I think go five, or, let's go five or six. But then you know we'll have the th- and then we'll do it the way, and then you go to the next phase where you the general, and then that beer, and then everybody's well, meantime having beers. And and if we do the mock election, I get to be the nonpartisan. No, you're the independence. No, party. I, no I think the- so. I'm going to knock <laughs> Jason out of the uh, nonpartisan <laughs> realm. You're the independence party. Uh, so one more thing. So okay, so the court, uh, the state so, denied it. The court said okay. All right, it's Supreme Court review. You can get their signatures, but now the Supreme Court still has to review uh, rule on this, right? Yeah. So we've um, so the Superior Court went our way, put a permanent injunction in, giving us the booklets. We've gone through that process. The Supreme Court briefing is done. We've got an oral argument on February nineteenth. Um, this the Supreme Court will rule when they rule. They'll certainly rule before ballots are ever printed or things like that. Um, we feel very very confident at that level. Um, the the ballot measure itself was designed around existing Supreme Court precedent. It's, uh, you know, we had a, a very strong win in the Superior Court. We expect that to be upheld and, and just kind of move Who's forward. Who's the judge? Who is the judge Superior below? Superior Court. Uh, Lamore. Okay, don't know that. Yvonne Lamore. Um, I mean, what's exciting about this campaign is it's different than any campaign I've worked on, and I've worked on ballot measures as well, is that it's it's truly an educational campaign. It's not a, here's the bad guy, here's the villain it's not like past campaigns where they're like, we got to tax the cruise ships because they're they're dumping stuff in our waters. Or it's really our only challenge is an educational campaign. I, we're very confident that if people understand what we're doing, they'll support it. There's there's no bad guy. It's about giving voters more power, and the voters get to decide. That's the exciting thing. Um, but it really it really is. Um, you know, if there's opposition, it's going to be to try to confuse people. It's going to be. Uh, this is weird. This is this is going to do something you don't want it to do. So at this it's point, scary. At this point, you're still not sure if it's going to appear on if, if everything goes well for you. It's not going to. You're not sure if it's going to be on the primary or the general, right? So the only way it goes on the primary ballot is if the legislature adjourns. I think in 92 days. Oh, it's uh, not going to happen. That's that's. It, Sorry. It, it, recent experience being a guy, that's very no. unlikely to happen. So so certainly we're planning on the general election ballot. Okay. Um, well, like I said, I'm I'm willing to do some. Landmine uh, sponsored brewery type situation. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun, actually. If we can limit it to maybe four beers, we, we, well, no, we you want to do six because you want to get down to the top four, right? We and gotta, then you go we to gotta the, eliminate some of you these. Gotta do some, yeah. So maybe do six, and then we go down to four. Well, what, you know, if you go to a brewery, you can get a flight of four or five or six. Yeah, I think, yeah. Right? So you, you can do flights. Yeah, do a flight. And you could you could do it through an app. You could do it through an app. You know, there's easy. You. Do it through your phone instead of having to do paper stuff. You do it through your phone, and then you do blah, 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 one, two, three, four. We'll be in touch. Jeff, you know, um, my my, my guy, Matt Tomter over at Matt Matt Nuska Brewing, we did the the roast. You were at the roast. Yeah. They have a great, that's a great facility for that, for that kind of thing. Boom. A lot of beers, too. I like like their red. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scott mentioned, and and Jeff, you know, we were talking about um, this is an education piece. You know, this is about asking people to learn and, you know, accept that. if you know their change can sometimes be good um so we send people to the website all the time obviously we're willing to talk to people but i think you know for us the the three kind of a prongs that we're we're talking about um you know we are passionate about all of them uh, we're finding more and more alaskans who are super passionate as well for sometimes one more than another but um you know we really just encourage people to you know have that open mind and say okay can something be better i mean it's in our name we we're not saying they're horrible we're not saying they're they're um, there's no room for improvement. We're saying there is a little bit. There's 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 changes that can happen that are going to make it a better experience for everyone, and uh, and that's what we're excited about is just talking to people, Alaskans, uh-huh. and just getting uh, them the 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 information that um, from our side will benefit them extremely. So you guys have a good team. Uh, some of my favorite people over here. So 
I like that. Uh, one more question, Jason, put you on the spot. Are you running? Because people keep saying that. I keep getting calls. You've said no. I've, t- I've told just you, say it real quick? I've told it, you on multiple occasions yes. that I am not running. Uh, I'll say it here for uh It's amazing uh, how many people are like, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, I go, I, he told me he's not. I'm, yes, yeah, he is. I'm, I'm not running. You know, in fact, uh, yesterday <laughs> we were doing a lot of media when we turned the signatures. And um, my wife, Jana, you know. Uh, you know oh, yes. Uh, you know, love her. She's great. Obviously, I've, uh, I love her to death. 16 years married. You love her more uh, than I do. Yes, very. Uh, I hope. Uh, a lot more. I hope that's the truth. No, it is the truth. Um, <laughs> you know, they asked uh, me, you know, media was there asking about that. And she's there. And I said, look, you know, I've had conversations about my wife about, you know, what we can do to c- continue to uh, find ways to improve Alaskan and, and make our quality of life better. And, and doing a ballot measure like this does that. I don't need to run um, um, to, you know, in- inject myself into the conversation to improve Alaska. And, uh, yeah, and, and so I am not running in 2000. And, 20 uh, yeah, you don't miss, uh, 2022 yeah. you, you don't miss sleeping in your office in <laughs> month number seven yeah, not, not taking per diem for <laughs> for weeks on end yeah and, you you fucked and, up there man well uh, you eating you, peanut butter sandwiches you, you, yeah. you remember he so he's he probably did a no per diem pledge great pledge but in, re, in practicality that was uh fuck remember that you were there for like what two extra three extra months oh and, it was it was um it was rough i think i ended up losing or losing is i, I ended up not accepting about 20 to twenty five thousand dollars in, in tax-free per diem but you know again it's so important to me um in my own, own life just to be honest and be integrity filled uh that was something i had to do my, my wife reminded me she, you, you know you had she, to do she, it because you said it yes you shouldn't she, have said that you know what she could have said hey we need the money you can't do this and you know she was the one who reminded me said you said that and you're going through with this and we'll deal with it as a family and and, uh, you know, I look back on that and, and I can say, yeah, I, I did that. And um, no matter what else I did or what else I didn't do, um, I did, um, you know, make promises and I kept all of them to voters. And that was really important to me. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in, Jason, Scott, Shay. Um, we'll do another one of these, I'm sure, because it's uh, guys are fun. Enjoy, enjoy talking to you folks. Thanks, Scott. Wow. Look at yeah. Look, yeah, yeah. What, a, what, a, what an anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. Scott just stares at me. <laughs> <laughs> what an ending! Jeez, so we're, we do, we're really focused on the Seahawks game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. Get your, we're, your, we're both, your sweater uh, there, that, your jacket nervous there. Nervous energy and, for the Seahawks, and so aren't they? Aren't they going yeah. on? I mean, they've won eleven games. Right? They're, they're playing the Packers on Sunday, but, but and, they're they're going to be in the playoffs, right? They're, they're in the playoffs right now. Yeah. So oh man, I was in Russia. I, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. It's, so the regular season's over. Yeah, they won last week, first round of the playoffs. Second round of the playoffs, Jeff. So oh my god, I. When people listen, I'm going to edit, edit that part out. When notice. someone listens to this in three months, they'll be like, "What? No, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Why? Why, why are they oh, so wow. nervous?" Oh right, wow! Right. I'm that's calling my bold, shot right yeah, now. That's, that's true. It's getting bold right there. Yeah. Look, I, yeah. I, I do. So wait, is Marshawn Lynch back on the team? He's back on the team. What, how'd that happen? That's another Marshawn Lynch. Is, wait, isn't there a cutoff to, to tr- uh, trade or to join? Well, he was retired. He was sitting on his couch, you know, eating Skittles, passing out shots at, in the parking lot uh, to to super fans, and they said, "Hey, everyone's injured." You want to come back? And he said, "Yeah, I can come back for." There's no weeks. rules on that. You, you just anybody because uh, he wasn't under contract. Major League has a maybe that's for a trade. There's a trade right. deadline, right? right. Okay. Oh. He's a free agent off the street, and they they were down to. I love players. him when he gave interviews. He'd always just give those most funny answers. You know, can't stop awesome. beast mode. Your, your podcast yeah, talking to the mic, him, buddy. Your podcast with him would be like three minutes long. Because he, would, I mean, he just doesn't. Well, but it's Jeff Landry. Well, no, I, no, I, you, I, you, you I, might get, I'd get him out. out of him. I'd get, I'd get him out of a show. A little no, bit. no, it'd be an hour of Jeff talking, is what it would be. <laughs> so, so All we'll right. see you then for the uh, the the beer flight, ranked choice voting. I, I, I'm I am willing to host that because that would be fun. I'd, I'd have a great great right. time. Madness Brewery. We, we, Let's I, do it. I guarantee Matt will be on board. I'm telling you, he might, he might not even like the thing, but if it's business for him, he'll he'll do it. So Sounds good. All right, guys, uh, I want to thank you all for coming in. Uh, keep in touch. Where, where do folks go? It's a Alaskansforbetterelections.com. Okay, and there's a Facebook page and all that? All that good stuff. Facebook page, website. Get all the information you need. 
Okay, or folks. Get a hold well, of Shay. appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, stay warm. I've got my Russian rabbit hat because it is fucking freezing outside. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast with me, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline.